You're listening to Sascapes, a podcast featuring the stories of arts, culture, and heritage in Saskatchewan. At the age of 18, he's ready to take on the world, or at least Saskatchewan for now. I'm Kevin Power, and my first guest on this Sascapes podcast is Avery Fairbrother, a young musician living in Borden, Saskatchewan, whom I met at the first annual Radisson Music Festival this summer. Avery's style of music caught my attention, and when I discovered that he was not only a fine musician, but a whiz with numbers and about to graduate from high school this year with distinction, no less, I knew he'd be an interesting fellow to talk to. Following my chat with Avery, you'll be treated to the title track from his new CD. Avery started this project at the age of 18, wrote all the material, played all the instruments, and recorded and mixed all of the tracks. This is Avery Fairbrother. Today I am in Radisson, Saskatchewan at the Radisson Music Festival, which is the first of its kind here in Radisson. This is year number one. And among the performers today is a guy that I saw on the website, a young guy named Avery Fairbrother. And uh, I listened to a couple of the cuts that were on the website, and I thought, hmm, I kind of like the guy's sound. Uh, and I think I'd like to get to know uh, some of the younger musicians that are out there. So, uh, Avery, thank you for joining me. Tell me a little bit about yourself. You, you're living in Borden, but did you grow up there? Um, I originally, I was born in Saskatoon, and then we lived in Delisle till I was about three, three or four, and then we ended up moving to Borden. And that's where I've been for pretty much my whole life. Like, that's where I'd consider where I live kind of thing. Right. And uh, you're just about to graduate from high school. Yeah, I uh, got two exams on Monday, and then I'm, I'm out of there. So, right. With some rather impressive credentials, I understand. Yeah, I managed to get um, honor roll through grade 7 to 11, and then this year I actually got distinction. So it was pretty good. Is there a music program in your school? Um, there is a band program, but I only ended up doing one year of it just because I did six years of piano and then I've done guitar all the way along, so I just wanted to do more guitar and more singing and stuff like that. Right. So you have a formal training in, in piano? Yes. Yeah, I ended up going to the Hafford Music Festival. And, all right. And I did, I ended up winning first three times. So it was, um, that kind of showed me like where to be kind of thing. So it was good. Excellent. And you're here today not playing piano, or will you be? Not, uh, not today I'm not, Kevin, but um, I'm, I actually bought an organ, so I'm trying to... It takes a while to get back to it once you've been gone from it for a while, but um, I'm hoping to get back into it and get some more books and try to relearn it. Right. Um, so the style of music that you're um, most turned on by performing would be... How would you classify it? Um, my favorite style of music, honestly, is probably 80s rock and roll. Oh. Um, I just really like it, but when I play, I play basically everything, you know, from John Denver to, like, Jason Mraz, like, anything within, you know, that whole gap, so. Right. Yeah. Do you have a regular band that you perform with? Um, yeah, I've been, like, the band I'm playing with today is Jam, and we've been together for, oh man, like, three years, three or four years, like, when I was in grade nine, we started, so, uh, it was pretty neat, actually. Do you have a lot of, uh, performing opportunities in Borden? Um, I've played for, like, the school, have a book fair, or, the, or, you know, the seniors will have a supper that I can play for. There is actually quite a lot of opportunities, which is really nice, because everybody knows who you are, and they like your music, and that's good. People support you. Like, when I released my album, lots of people bought it, and I was really shocked, but... When did you release your album? Um, I released my album in February, actually. All right. And 
was the content of the album all yours? Did you write all the music? Yeah, actually, I wrote all of the songs, played all the instruments. Like I said, I have a studio in my porch, and I just mix and go, and it's really awesome. Right. Do you find it... Do you find, Well, I guess you have nothing to compare it to, but would you say that it's easier to write music because you studied piano, you have a music theory background, um, versus somebody who writes just totally instinctually with, with an ear that, that doesn't necessarily read? Like, for me, I know when I write a song, it's like I can get the lyrics, basically, but I have to have an instrument to play it to see how it all flows. Like, mm-hmm. And I think if I didn't have piano, it would be a little bit tougher for me to write, but at the same time, it might give it more opportunity because you don't have to match it to something. You can be, you can just let lyrics come and go. Right. So you said 80s rock and roll is the thing you like the most. Does that also mean that those are the musicians that inspire you? Um, to a certain point, yeah. Uh, I think everybody looks up to Slash as their guitar god, um, I'm pretty sure. But uh, yeah, it's, that's what I kind of like, and bands like that, I, I just like the sound they have. What about um, Canadian musicians or maybe even Saskatchewan musicians? Anybody come to mind that, that you listen to, that, that you draw from? Um, I actually managed to... I'm a good friend of Stan Garchinsky's. Oh, yeah. So um, him and I have got together and played a couple times, but um, I also like Brian Adams or like Corey Hart or some of the older Canadian musicians as well. This is your first... Well, this is the first year Radisson's have a music festival here. Yes, I believe so, yeah. Right. So how did you get hooked up with, with well, this? Actually, in Borden, we have like a Christmas carol festival sing-along thing. So anyway, I was there and I brought my guitars and Gerald was up there and some of the other guys were up there playing or whatever. So I hopped up and I chatted with them for a while. And So Gerald said, oh, you're Avery. Hey, I'm Gerald. And we met or whatever. And we kind of played for a while together. And then sure enough, I got a phone call like a month ago or whatever saying... Hey, it's Gerald. I'm like, oh, how's it going? He's like, oh, good. I was wondering if you'd want to play the Radisson Music Festival. And I was like, sure, why not? I mean, we're friends. Let's do it, you know? Right. Are you the only one in your family that's musical? I know the answer to this question, but I'll let you tell it. Um, Well, my grandpa actually played a lot, like, when he was younger. And um, I think that's where a lot of my guitar kind of stuff comes from, because he's the one in the family I can actually talk about that stuff with him. Um, But my dad is also the Cadillac kid and in terms of coaching me with entertaining I think he's done a phenomenal job now for those who don't know who is the Cadillac kid he's my dad actually he's an Elvis impersonator he's been playing for 30 odd years um, and he's played over 3,000 shows so I mean he's been going a long time so is it considered cool to be an Elvis impersonator with uh, with the gang you hang out with well, I think, I think all my friends are kind of like, oh, yeah, that's his dad, you know, and it's, it's kind of cool because whenever he plays, I'll sometimes tag along or, you know, and everybody kind of, like him and I, we, it's always kind of fun. It's like, oh, well, who can get the most applause at the end or, you know, like it's just really neat how it works. So when you say tag along, do you mean tag along also as an Elvis impersonator? No, I, uh, I do my stuff like I'll open for him or he'll open for me or we just kind of make it work. And it's, you know, like fathers and sons, they usually go fishing or golfing. Well, my father's son bonding time is playing a show with my dad. That's great. And you've never been tempted to slap on a wig and, um, and give us a little blue suede shoes or something like that? Well, a lot of my, like, my grandma had always said, oh, you should try it, or my mom had said you should try it, but um, no, I never did. I ended up, like, him and I will do, like, the odd Elvis song live, so I've ended up learning quite a few Elvis songs. Right. Hey, it's Kevin. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Just a quick reminder that the Sascapes podcast is available for free on your favorite podcast app, or you can stream it from your browser. Check out the show notes for the link. On the Sascapes homepage, you'll notice something new under the logo called Sascapes Plus. You can't miss it. There's a big button saying support with a heart icon next to it. I'd love it if you could click on that button and help keep this podcast series going. When Sascapes launched in May 2014, it was the first podcast in the province celebrating arts, culture, and heritage. In fact, you'd have been pretty hard-pressed to find any Saskatchewan podcasts. So I'd like to think that we paved the way. It's been because of your support that this podcast is now in its ninth year. Okay, that's it.
Enjoy the rest of the episode. Will you be performing any Elvis songs today? Uh, not today, no. But I know he'll be playing at 8 o'clock tonight. So, I mean, maybe if he wants me to do a song, I'll hop up for who knows. Right. Um, anybody else musical in your family? You mentioned your grandpa and your dad. So did your dad follow your grandpa sort of the same way you did? Did he have that same kind of bond, that relationship? Uh, no, because my grandpa's on my mom's side. So ah. dad is from a totally different... Like, none of his other family is really musical. Mm -hmm. But whereas my mom's dad is, so it's kind of just interesting how it works. Like, dad never had anybody really to inspire him or look up to kind of thing, so he just kind of started from nothing. Right. So because you've been in music festival and you studied piano, that means you've probably played... Um, you, you have a strong classical background as, as far as piano goes? Um, a lot of the songs I learned were classical. Um, I kind of turned away from it in the final years because I just wanted to learn more popular stuff and uh, like movie songs or, you know, stuff like that. But a lot of it was classical, but in terms of listening to classical, I don't really very often. But, I mean, the odd time I'll hear it, no, that's kind of neat. I should say that one of the local bands has just started up, which is what we're hearing in the background. Um, so you're about to graduate, and uh, what are, what's the dream next? Uh, the dream is just to go get my accounting diploma and um, always continue to do music. That's what everybody tells me, just keep the music going, don't let it stop, so that's what I plan on doing. Why accounting? I just, I find that I just like crunching numbers. Like, to me it just makes sense, like I'm a bit of a math guy, so it's kind of, it's just straightforward, it's nice, it's... A job you can go home and do, or you can do on the side, or you can work at it. Right. And so everybody tells you that you should go off and, and do this uh, business uh, degree and then do music on the side. Um, is that what your gut also tells you what you should do? Sorry? Is that what your gut tells you you should do as well? well do you have a say in the matter is what I'm saying. Well, uh, lots of people say you should just hop in your van and go tour around, you know, but, yeah. but uh, I don't know if that's realistic, but I mean, I think it would be kind of cool to try, but right. uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, and it's something that you can do after you, right. after you finish your, your business degree. Have you always been inclined to math? Well, actually, I was pretty terrible at it when I started, um, but I had to really work at it. Like, my dad would sit down and we'd go through problems and stuff and just work through it. And um, I don't know, like, when high school kind of hit, I just thought, you know, I, if I work at this, I think I can get it good. And if I make it my friend, I'll be <laughs> more inclined to do it. Right. Now, you're close enough to Saskatoon that you get there, um, that you get there enough to get a yep. sense of that size city versus yep. the town of Borden. Oh, yeah. But... Living in the town of Borden, are there, are there challenges? Do you find limitations living in a small town that size? Say if you weren't able to get to Saskatoon so easily. Is it tough growing up in a small town, or are there advantages to it? Well, I think one thing with living in a small town is you start with a group of people in kindergarten, and you're with that same group in grade 12. So you got to learn how to get along. Um, any problems that come up, you got to be able to move along with them. Um, in terms of music stuff in a small town, it's also pretty tough because there's nowhere to buy guitar strings. Like, it's, it's pretty tough there. But, um, no, I get to Saskatoon often enough that it's not an issue. But, yeah. Maybe you could use your business degree to then open up a music store in Borden so that people could buy guitar strings without having to go to Saskatoon. Well, it's kind of funny you mention that because that's kind of what I was kind of want to do maybe with it. Like, I think it would be really neat to have like my own music store, my own kind of music thing, you know? Yeah, and you could have a studio in that music store and then teach as well. Oh, for sure. So who have you been studying with up to now? Like, besides my six years of piano with the teacher that taught me, um, I have done it all on my own since then. Like, I've been self-taught on guitar. Like, I just picked it up and I thought, you know, I'm going to learn to play it even if my fingers bleed, and that's what happened. But um, after a couple of weeks, I thought, hey, this is doable. Right. And then you get the calluses built up and then oh, you're yeah, a pro. Sure. Yeah. So are you having the opportunity to mentor anyone who admires what you're doing? Somebody coming up that's younger than you are? I don't think so, really. I mean, there's the odd person that said, hey, show me something on guitar, show me something on piano, or how do you do this, you know, like, stuff like that. Okay, sure, yeah, why not? I mean, I think it's good to have somebody to tell you kind of how to do something, because when I started guitar, I had no clue how to string it, how to tune it, nothing. Like, how do you play a chord? I don't know. Right. 
Right. So it's, it's, but it's good if you can help people along the way. What else happens in Borden um, in the arts world? Or the, uh, tell me a little bit about the town of Borden. I've not been there as far as the arts and culture scene there. Well, we actually have our own like museums and like they have all the stuff from like all the world wars and like they have a model of the bridge, a scale model of the bridge and just some really cool stuff there. Like they have the old barber shop and they have all the old tools that they used and they have lots of like old time stuff there. Like if you're around in the summer, definitely check it out. Right. That bridge fascinates me every time I go by it. Growing, I, I look at it and I think this has got to be a hangout for, for people um, living in this town. Is it? I don't think it is. Like, I think it's more like when we had our grad, we ended up taking our pictures by the bridge. So I think, like, it just makes a really nice picture. But in terms of a hangout zone, like, lots of people fish down there. I don't know how good the fishing is, but lots of people do. But I don't know if it's a hangout. It's just more of, like, a symbol kind of thing. Right. Tell me, um, what do you think about the whole phenomenon of, you know, the idol, the idol contests that are on television and the, you know, the rise to fame comp- competitions that we see on TV. You know, we've got America's Next Great Talent shows and things like that. What do you think about these kids that, are, that become famous overnight? Well, I mean, I think it's good that they have them because a while ago there was no way to really broadcast yourself. There was no avenue to really turn with them. Um, and yeah, I think... If you can get on there and do well, and if people want to support you, I mean, I think it's really good. Right. You're growing up in an age where the internet is sort of taken oh, yeah. for granted. I mean, my generation didn't didn't really have that. It's easier now than ever to produce your own records, record them, and and promote them. So, um, is that sort of is that what you've done with your album? Is it largely something that's available on the internet? Um, it's not available on iTunes yet. I say yet because I haven't um, got it on there. But um, yeah, I've produced it all myself, all the recording, the whole thing. Like it's really neat now. Like you said, like 20, 30 years ago, that wasn't available. But now you can record it in your porch. You know, like, and you can produce all your own artwork. You can print your own artwork. You can do so much more than you could. Right. Yeah, it's true. And and you really get to try out things that normally would be very expensive yeah. I mean if you wanted to try out a particular sure. string of, of, of songs that yeah. were a very de- huge departure from your regular right. from your regular thing um, you don't have to worry about having just forked out $500 in studio recording time right. only right. to find out that none of it is working so did you, um, do you also, is it now old school to, to knock off CDs? Is everything completely digital? Do you walk around with CDs under your arm? Honestly, I still like the CD. Um, I know my old van I had had a tape deck, so I ended up buying lots of tapes at garage sales. But um, the CD I still think is good. Like I carry a whole bag of them with me today. I have a whole group of them with me. And I, I still like going to a store and buying a CD and putting it in my van or my stereo and just playing it. Vinyls making a huge comeback. Is that something you're into? Um, not me personally, but I know my friend has a really old record player, and I was at his house a while ago, and he was showing me, oh, this is how it goes on there, and turns out I was like, oh, you can make it stop, and you can do all these cool things. And he's like, yeah, don't do that. It'll break the needle. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Have you seen a 78 record? No. Probably check out the museum. They probably have them there. I think the reason why people are almost, uh, musicians are almost, the pendulum always swings the other way. Musicians yeah. often now are finding that the perfection of the digital recorded sound is 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 not where it's at, and that it's that gritty, crackly yeah. kind of non-digital sound yeah. that's that's very cool. Yeah, like to me, I think like when I have jams with my band or friends, like when you record it on a tape recorder, it might be gritty, it might sound unprofessional, but when you listen to that, you know it's real. You know, like, when you listen to the radio, it's all processed, it's all tracked, it's all all these things, but when you actually play it and hear it, that's awesome. Right. Um, I ask this always to people who live in small town, because my sense is that a lot of people who grew up in small town Saskatchewan like to stay in small town Saskatchewan. So once you go to Saskatoon, which is a larger demographic, um, do you see yourself returning? Is that sort of small-town lifestyle and sensibility so much part of you now? Or do you think, gee, one day I think I'd like to hit the streets of Toronto or Vancouver or something? I like being in a small town. I don't like lots of noise or anything like that. So 
I, I can see myself going back to a small town. Like, I don't think I would go as small as Borden, but maybe a little bit bigger. But I don't think I'm ever going to stay in the city for a long period of time. Borden doesn't have a music festival like, like the one that Radisson is doing this year, or it does? Uh, as far as I know, it doesn't. Um, there's always the odd, like, jam or the odd thing kind of that we organize, but nothing to this extent. So maybe that's the thing you can carry out of this music festival. Maybe you'll be the instigator of the first ever Borden music festival. Well, it's kind of neat because when you talk about starting things, I ended up starting a car club a while ago. So we have four members and it's growing. So when, when it comes to making things in a small town, it's actually pretty easy. How did you get into uh, your car club? You obviously have a love of cars. Um, basically, you can just apply or whatever. We, we don't discriminate on anything we put in. If, if it has wheels and drives, you're in. Like It's cool. Do you have a car yourself? I just have my 80 Chevy van. So uh, there must be something about Borden and, and cars because I was talking to the, uh, the chef and the owner of the Model T, um, which is a restaurant and also the hotel there. So um, what's, the, what's the deal with cars and Borden? I don't really know. Like I know Radisson has a car show in the summer and I always have came to it. And I guess there's just lots of people have old stuff around here and they like to drive it. So maybe that's why. I don't know. So if somebody said, um, I'd like to offer you for your graduation gift uh, uh, a Porsche or um, a Model T, which one would you take? Oh, that's a tough choice, but um, I don't know. I'd probably go with the Model T, to be honest. I had a feeling you'd say that. There's something very old school about you. <laughs> I guess so. Well, um, I really hope that you have the opportunity to continue to do this. I think it's a really smart choice to do your business degree and then keep this on the side. Sure. A lot of people don't do that. Um, but I also hope that at some point you have the opportunity to just kind of give yourself a year to just hit that road with a with a van or a Model T oh, sure. and uh, and just kind of see what it's like out there because you know there's you can always go back to it but it's always that you know there's always that dream that if you don't That's realize right. sometimes sits on your shoulder going but what if but what if yeah yeah I, I mean you don't want to wait too long before you do it because I mean life kind of gets in the way and stuff happens and then maybe you won't be able to do it right and so I think the business degree will stand you in good stead in that regard because it's tough you spend so much time on your artistry that you don't spend a lot of time right. um, learning how to promote yourself right. um, and doing all of those things so you know you'll you'll benefit from that degree for sure Oh, for sure, yeah. Promotion is, I mean, it's huge. I mean, even Gerald asked me to come here. I mean, that's awesome to me because everybody sees you, and especially the podcast, Kevin. I mean, lots of people get to hear it and see it, and to be a young musician and have that, that's just awesome. So are you on Facebook? Can people find you there? Uh, yeah, I have a page on Facebook. It's just Avery Fairbrother. You can find me there. Um, if you want a CD, my email is just Avery underscore F at hotmail.com, and I'll be more than happy to send you a CD if you're interested. Is there a, a website in the works? Um, maybe. I'm still, I don't know if it's big enough yet to go there, but eventually I think it'll happen. And are you also on Twitter? No, I'm not. I'm Twitter free. <laughs> I don't know why everybody else is saying you should get Twitter, and I just go, you know, that's one more password I have to remember, and that's just that's just tough. <laughs> right, right. It's a whole new it's a whole new world. So again, oh, sure. so again, remind me the Facebook page. Uh, my Facebook page is just Avery Fairbrother. It's just the guy with the guitar on there. You won't miss it. <laughs> and yeah, if you want a CD, just send me an email. Right on. And how much are the CDs? Uh, the CDs are ten dollars. That's pretty reasonable in CD, in CD world these days. I think so, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work when you do it all yourself. And when you, can, when you can say, this is what I've done, I think it means a whole lot more. And the title of this CD is? The title is Avery I Remember. And, and where did you get the title from? What's that come from? Um, it basically just, lots of the songs in there are just life experiences, like sometimes I'll be sitting with my cousin and we'll just jam out a song, or, or sometimes you just want to sit down and strum out a song on your guitar and just words just come to you, you know? Okay, so there's somebody out there that's going to listen to this who's your age or maybe even younger, living in a small town, maybe even smaller than Borden, who thinks, I don't really have anybody that can teach me music. Um, I've got this old guitar that somebody gave me, and um, it doesn't feel like I could do anything with this, even if I learned. Um, but they listen to you and think, but gee, maybe I should. What would you say to them? 
I think the biggest thing, like you said, with the internet world, um, if you can look up stuff about guitar, about music, definitely do it. Um, I think you can teach yourself, and you can be pretty good if you just keep on practicing. That's the big thing. When I started, I practiced two hours a day. Um, and in terms of the small town thing, I wouldn't worry about it. If It's all who you know, who you're friends with, and if you meet the right people, I mean, they can get you more places. Are you the kind of guy that when you're not playing, you're listening? Do you have music on all the time? Oh yeah, my iPod, my computer, they're just full of music. I love pretty much every kind of music. Like When I can just sit down and have my headphones on, like I have the big closed-ear headphones like you, and I just love to just tune out and just listen to that. If you didn't have music, or if I said I'm taking music away from you for one week, what other art forms are you into? Um, I think that would just be devastating. I mean, that's the one art form I do. I mean, I don't really paint. I mean, I draw a little bit, but nothing crazy. But I think that's like my whole art thing is music. Right. So music is your life. Pretty much. Right on. Well, I wish you much success, and I, I hope that it really goes the way that you want to. It's a great dream. Thank you very much, Kevin. Thanks. I'm saying 
I met my second guest during the first week as animateur with SAS Culture. Gerald Weeb approached me with his business card and said, I'd like you to come to the first Radisson Music Festival if you have time. Gerald's passion to launch the first year of the festival was so palpable that I couldn't refuse his offer. And if there was ever a shining example of perseverance born out of the desire to create new performing opportunities for young musicians, Gerald Weeb is that example. So continuing at the Radisson Music Festival, I am with the festival organizer and also town on the town council. Yes. Gerald Weeb. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. On this first day of summer, summer solstice, here we are at the very first Radisson Music Festival. Yes. To, uh, to be honest with you, though, the uh, Radisson Music Festival is a little spin-off of the previous year's uh, uh, Radisson Jamboree, and I do think that we should throw a shout-out to the organizers of those functions uh, from previous years. Right. I met you a few months ago now in North Battleford, and the second you spoke, I thought, this guy has a burning passion to make something happen in this town. This has been, today's been a labor of love for you. Absolutely. Um, You know, the way I'm looking at this uh, is the only way that a person can fail at something like this is by not doing anything at all. And uh, for the fire commission that we've got, uh, just set up and I really wish I had more information on that and I, I don't but it is an actual entity uh, the Highway 16 Fire Protection and Emergency Measures Commission their official title I think um, I hope they really really go places with that because it involves the firefighters from the five different communities around us the RM of Mayfield the RM of Great Bend, uh, Maymont, Borden, and, of course, Radisson. Now, you're a musician yourself. To some extent, yes. Singer, songwriter, yes. Right. So it's particularly important to you that you see these festivals um, stay alive, especially in small towns like Radisson. Well, absolutely. Um, we We have a phenomenal amount of young, fresh young talent out here in the bush out here really uh, that just don't get chances to play unless they have to drag their mom and dad with them or you know they gotta they don't have the same opportunities I think as some of the adult bands where who can just run into a club and you know have not a problem with you know getting a little exposure that way and I'm hoping that this festival is going to create a little more awareness of our youngsters that are actually working towards something other than, you know, I'm not a fan of kids sitting on video games. I'm not. I'll be honest. And this lends itself to our next generation actually pursuing something greater than that couch potato attitude or or whatever it is that word I'm looking for. But Sure. Yeah. You know, and... and- Yet you're close enough to Saskatoon that you could have easily just said, well, you know what, if these kids want to do it, they're, you know, they're 45 minutes away from Saskatoon, they can find places there. Why is it important to keep it here still? Because Saskatoon also has the same amount per capita of incredibly talented kids. Um, some of them are actually coming out here. A young band called Blue Romance. I've only seen uh, um, a few clips uh, their Instagram uh, videos and stuff, and I'm appreciating what they're putting there. Um, but our kids also need to get seen out here. Uh, we're. I'm not. I get I get a little worked up when kids aren't given opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, adults can make their own opportunities. Kids don't have that. Um, and that's a general community comment right there where, where we need to start focusing more on what is coming in our future and, and the kids are our future. Um, and it seems that there's, a, there, there's a, a group of kids from, say, 12, 13 years of age to legal age to hit clubs, for example, 
um, that just somehow get lost in the shuffle that are sent off to, you know, to their own devices. And I would rather see them do something constructive and one of the best, in my opinion, uh, constructive actions is actually music. Music utilizes the most parts of the brain, scientifically proven. I wish I had a website for you, but I don't. <laughs> uh, and, and You so, sound convincing, so I'll believe you. Oh, thank you so much. I've rehearsed this for days. That's right, yeah. <laughs> uh, did you grow up here? No, I've been in Radisson for 14 years. Nope, nope, 10 years. Right. But did you grow up in a small town in Saskatchewan? I grew up in a town smaller than Radisson. Wow. Um, did some running around the country and stuff. Uh, it's, it's, it was a good experience to see the rest of the country. Um, and I think it's opened my eyes to other, more cultures, more ways of living for people and what does work, what doesn't work kind of thing in, um, in all these different places. Um, having that experience allows me to see what isn't working here. I'm not saying what is happening is a bad thing in any way because it has worked, but I'm looking at the future and where we're going and where I, where, in my opinion, again, only, where I see things are going. Mm -hmm. And I want to make those changes if I possibly can. Right. So were you one of those frustrated, young, aspiring musicians growing up in a small town that didn't have opportunities? Is that where this uh, burning passion of yours comes from? Uh, not the musician part, uh, but a young kid without opportunities, yes. Um, and uh, the musician part... That's only been about six years for me. Hmm. So, now this festival is a spin-off of some of the other festivals you've been talking about. But yes. how long ago did you actually begin planning for this particular weekend? I started. Um, I started planning this already in August of last year. Unfortunately, I was unable to do as much as I wanted to here. But I'm totally satisfied right now with where things are. Uh, I've made some fantastic contacts and fantastic friends. Kevin, you're one. You're on my friend list there now, buddy. And uh, um, I think, and I believe that this is only a stepping stone. This is only the first step of something much greater, much, much greater and bigger, any much bigger than I could have even imagined it could be. Well, I don't think any festival started off, you know, first year hitting it out of the ballpark. I mean, you got you got to start somewhere, right? What has been the biggest challenge in pulling something like this off? Not just because, not just the challenge as far as it being a Radisson, but in general, if somebody's out there listening who wants to start a festival, what's the biggest challenge in, in getting it off the ground? You will never find a weekend or a date that works for everybody you want to have. You will not. Key is going to be, I think, first of all, you need a solid organizing committee that is on the same page. Definitely on the same page. In the, going in the same direction, there's financial issues where I'm looking to get a few sponsors here and there. Businesses in town, there's only a few. They're all small town businesses, so therefore they don't have a lot of extra uh, advertising dollar. And for the ones that came out for us uh, or came forward, um, I do definitely appreciate that. Musicians for a music festival are important. Um, yeah, how did you find all these guys? <laughs> <laughs> I found um, I found Avery at a show we played at um, in Borden for their Christmas and forgive me I don't have the name uh, he was telling me about it but uh, I found him there I ran into him he was coming to do his Christmas thing I went there to do my Christmas thing for that day and it was it was a good time and I listened to this kid play I've never heard before and I said you know what I gotta hook up with that kid he's just amazing um, I learned about, uh, we've got another young act that's coming out, Dukes Under Fire. Teenagers, I mean, these kids can't even drive yet. They're that young. They're awesome, classic rock musicians, and they're pouring their hearts into it. Um, I learned about them through our sound man, Russ McNutt, and just from the, uh, 
the summer sizzle in Hafford, which is, I think, the third week in August. And I, you know what? I looked them up. I gave them a call, and, you know, they came out for one of my Sunday afternoon jam things here in town, and, and they were loved. And I said, you know what? You guys got to come. And I really enjoyed their show. Um, some of the other bands were people I've known, got to know over a little bit of time, and... Um, Glenn and uh, Glenn and Joan Joseph and, and their band Highway 31 are from our local people so I've got a chance to see them from previous so a lot of look to the ones I know first and then if they're available not available then I've searched out Kijiji has been has been good to me mm. as well for information one referral was through the Dukes Under Fire mm, right. you know and all the while looking for these younger fresher bands to come out because they're as good as these other guys that are getting all bent out of shape on stage and stuff and we don't now we get pure raw heartfelt music out of these kids yeah you've you mentioned uh you've also got that sunday jam series going on how long has that been going on for well it went on for a while and i'd like to bring it back although it's it's lower key um and a lot of these bands i want to bring out to this i want to be bigger because this is a bigger venue. That is an afternoon of, you know, the neighborhood comes out or whoever wants to show up uh, in support of this, maybe make a donation, or uh, I did that one. Those in, in conjunction with our playground committee, they made some money for, for their thing. Okay, so we talked about the biggest challenges. What's the greatest joy, the greatest sense of satisfaction in pulling off this weekend? I watched... Um, Everett, Laliberti, and Nosedive getting up on stage and having a good time. They enjoyed what they were doing. They had what I wanted here. They had it. I've never seen them play before. I've talked to the man. I got some clips online from him, and I liked what I heard, so I bring him out. Now I see them, and I'll definitely get them again. Absolutely. If they're going to come and play again, I absolutely will, uh, because they had that you know what, this is what we are, and this is what you're going to get. They didn't hold back. They put out, what, you know, 10 or 10,000. I'm sure it was the same show. Right. That's what I like, the passion that musicians. But your satisfaction is is sitting back and, and being gracious enough to provide opportunities for these guys. That that's where, you, that's where you draw your greatest satisfaction, isn't it? Well, yeah, but shouldn't everybody do that? Sure, but it's very generous of you to to do that. Not everybody does, especially not every musician. I mean, you get it sounds to me like you get more joy out of providing opportunities for these guys than making it an opportunity for yourself to shine. Isn't That's that very generous. Isn't that what we're supposed to do, though? Um, I've had opportunity in the last few years... I've got uh, I've got some friends online. We hang out at a forum, and and uh, these guys have uh, mentored me. These guys are a little older. They've played the world stage. These guys, the ones I'm talking about, um, they've done the the European, the uh, United Kingdom. They've done the Australian major TV tours and all that stuff and they're hanging out and they work with me okay I've been playing for only a few years and these guys have been playing for 50 40 you know and skilled and some big names out there not necessarily some that all or you know for their areas or whatever they're they're big right. and they've done that and now they're playing for me little me you know I know my three chords and I can sing a note here and there right and they work with me so that I can't repay that they don't want me to repay that they want me to pay it forward and I'm hoping that we can develop a, a, a group of musicians in our area that want to pay it forward because there's always somebody else that needs that little bit of help that one key word of encouragement or all that stuff all those those little things Musicians or kids don't necessarily need people to tell them how great they are. They need somebody to adjust where they're not so great and build that, right? 
because you, you can't improve if you're already the best. You can't. No matter how bad you are, if, you, if you're told you're the best, you'll think it, right? Entitlement, I guess. And I, you know, if you're going to make it, you're going to earn it. You have to. Nothing, worth, nothing in the world worth getting, you know, and all whatever that cliche is. So. Sure, right. It was evident when I met you a few months ago, and it continues to be so today. You will succeed because this comes from a real place of authenticity for you. There's, there's not a, you don't have an ulterior motive going on here. I, I believe that your intentions are real and they're pure, and those are the very best intentions to keep something like this going. Well, yeah, it should be. Honesty, the way I figure it is if you tell a lie, you have to remember that lie. Yeah. But if you tell the truth, you already know it. Okay? So, and that, and that goes hand in hand with everything a person does. You keep, keep yourself honest, keep yourself straight up and forward. Um, somewhat transparent. I mean, the world doesn't need to know everything about you, right? But, you know, if they're going to ask what kind of person is this or what is... It should be out there, right? Positive and negative, I guess, so that people can either stay away or they can gravitate towards, you know? Um, I don't have a lot of patience for stupid people. <laughs> the, the, the eloquent phrase is, I don't suffer fools gladly. Is that what it is? Thank you. <laughs> um, but the, uh, no, there's the ones that actually want to care about something, they'll support. And those are the people I want to work with. Those are the people I want to bring around me. Those are the people I want to bring around. Other people that I want to have around and all that stuff. It's about cre creating relationships. Um, you're, uh, I read a little excerpt here a short while ago from a, uh, a Nashville songwriter um, who basically said, you're not going to get anywhere in this industry without help. There is no I in team. And he showed us a lot of... Uh, different uh, um, proof that individuals don't work. It's always a team in everything that happens. You know, so creating relationships, nothing wrong with that for in any aspect of life. And in a situation like this, it's even more critical, I think. Well, I'm glad that you, a few months ago when you approached me, um, we're generous enough to invite SAS culture in uh, amongst your group of friends, um, and it's wonderful to be supporting you. That's what SAS culture does best, um, and, and that's why this program exists. That's why we animateurs are out here mm -hmm. to support you, and so it's, it's wonderful that you stepped forward and said, if you're doing anything on June 21st, come to Radisson um, because that's why we're here and but to be on to be honest I uh, and I'll be straightforward with and honest with you here I saw your uh, your name and title SAS culture and and this was bigger than what the town of Radisson is and I thought uh, and there was a very selfish thought there that if I get SAS culture with me or if I get with them whatever I probably won't help them but they can help me and with any way I can do it. So absolutely a selfish thing for my festival, but uh, it's, it's, I think it's, this, like I said earlier, this is just the first step of something so much bigger than everything, so. And your plan is to do something for the Culture Days weekend at the end of September? I, as soon as I heard about that, I booked the hall here in Radisson for, and that's the last weekend? Right. Last weekend of uh, September, and uh, I've booked the hall without a plan. I may not have a plan as such, but it's, if I'm going to be involved, there probably will be music, and I'll probably be chasing after kids to, to uh, uh, participate. That's, that's the only plan I have right now. So. Yeah, you'll do it. This was built on a plan. That will, that will be built on a plan. Everything you do, I, I believe you'll execute. I do. I hope so. I really hope so. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, this function itself is for Fire Commission, and I hope they make a lot of money. Uh, and uh, also, I want people to talk about this one. Uh, 
Avery is a really I think he I think he'll be a great ambassador for that for that uh, youth concept that I want to bring in um, and just something that isn't the normal for this community because mm-hmm. it's been done we need to move on uh, I appreciate all musicians for what they bring to the table um, I want to make room for the ones that haven't had those opportunities and that's what this is then my hope for you is that this weekend continues to exceed your expectations i hope by the end of sunday night as you're moving out of here you breathe a tremendous sigh of satisfaction i already have good i already have um it has been a busy busy last few days especially but at the end of the day if I have a few people in here that are enjoying the music, that uh, can appreciate what we're trying to accomplish, it's a success anyway. And I won't quit. I will not quit. Well, we're behind you. Thanks, Gerald. Thanks for joining me. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. The Sascapes podcast is created by Kevin Power as part of the Culture Days Animateur program operated by Sass Culture. Funding to the cultural sector is provided through the Saskatchewan Lotteries Trust Fund for Sports, Culture, and Recreation. If you want to hear more of these podcasts or to see the great work being done by other Sass Culture animateurs, please visit www.iheartculture.ca. Special thanks to Paved Arts in Saskatoon for their technical support. Music for Sascapes is provided by Saskatchewan-born singer-songwriter Jeffrey Straker. There is no end to the stories to be told. So, until next time... <laughs>